0: the las vegas raiders have partnered with the global lifestyle app TrueConnect to give the gift of wellness transform your mind body and soul through thousands of hours of premium fitness content guided meditations progress tracking and more visit tcfree.fit to redeem one free year of true Connect exclusively for raider nation raider nation wake up and get ready because it's time for the morning grind on the official raiders podcast network Good morning, Raider Nation. This is Lincoln Kennedy, and today's date is October 4th, 2022. And welcome back to the Morning Grind. On today's show, we're going to discuss a little bit of the recap that was a game against the Denver Broncos on Sunday. And it was a good game, obviously, because the Raiders got their first win of the season. But more importantly for the Raiders, they show true balance and consistency on both sides of the ball. For what it's worth, the defense did have some mistakes, and most notably on the drive where uh, Denver was pushing the ball down the field, and I just thought the Raiders should have called a timeout, but they didn't. Ended up giving a touchdown to make the game closer than, than I expected. But I am pleased to see that we had four solid quarters of football out of the offense and the defense. You know, the thing is, is that it's almost impossible to stop opposing teams. That's why they get paid too. And so it, it, it's one of those things where you have to take care of the ball. You have to limit the amount of mistakes that you have before you move forward in order for you to be effective. And when you look at the way the Raiders played against the Broncos, there's a number of things that we can definitely take a look at and, and take a closer look at. And that's what we're going to do today. First and foremost on the offense, I'm especially pleased with the balance. Uh, Derek Carr tried to pass the ball 34 times, I think it was. He was 21-34 for 188 yards. Meanwhile, the the Raiders had ran the ball effectively, uh, at least 36 times. One of them, you know, most of the uh, Derek Carr's carries, well, all of Derek Carr's carries were scrambles. He had seven scrambles. Uh, for 40 yards, he was effective in using his feet. But of course, Josh Jacobs, the big day, 28 carries, 144 yards, uh, including two touchdowns, averaging five yards per crack. That's a good. That's a good. Uh, a good balance to have. You you have to understand something, Raider Nation. The way teams that are going to play the Raiders with all these offensive weapons can be almost different every week. What we've seen through, or what I've noticed in the first month of football. Was that there are gonna be times where you're gonna to try to bracket Devontae Adams and you're gonna to try to bracket Darren Waller, especially in key areas where the Raiders have, you know, predictably and used to, you know, traditionally have gone to. For example, in the red zone, the Raiders primarily use Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro. Of course, Hunter is out with a concussion. So they're gonna to go to a lot to Darren Waller or look to number 83, picking on the middle of the field. Defenses know this, so they're going to bracket. What I mean by a bracket is you're going to have a one-guy play underneath, whether it's a safe, whether it's a linebacker or a nickelback, and you're going to have one guy play over the top to prevent the deep route. That's usually a safety. So you know you're going to get bracketed. Conversely, when it comes to Devontae Adams and his ability, uh, Patrick Sertain uh, did a good job in, in playing press and really challenging a lot of the routes. What comes into play is now your quarterback Derek Carr has got to be incredibly accurate where he places the ball. And Devontae's got to do some do his best part of creating separation. With that being said, I still think there are holes that are open up to run the game, uh, run the ball. The run game did see some promise, did see some some uh, accomplishments in the Denver game. And I think as soon as we're able to solidify the, the, the people who are playing offensive line, you have a better understanding of how to achieve that. What you also have to understand is that without the... False Moreau was out of of this game due to his knee. The Raiders are really lacking a true blocking tight end. Darren Waller is okay at it. He's been trying to get better, but he's more of a receiver. Uh, Horstead, the the young man from uh, Utah, has, has got some work he has to do. He's not big enough to really sit... Boston Moreau is a good blocking tight end, and he can really help you get secure the perimeter. Where that comes in effective is when you're trying to run the ball outside the tackles. Got to have someone who can secure the end or get that end taken care of. And the Raiders have not found a, a suitable solution for that right now, so that's a work in progress. With that being said, you have to effectively, effectively run the ball between the tackles. And I thought Alex Bars and I also thought, you know, we had Parlam that was playing guard, the right guard, did a good job with Andre James back at center. I thought they did a good job in between the tackles and the tackles themselves did a good job, even though they're they're, um, they're interchangeable parts. So with that being said, you're going to have to run between the tackles and you're going to have to block effectively the front seven. That's the the down defensive linemen or whatever linebackers are in a hole to put your running back heads up with the safety or stuff like that. And the Denver game, they brought a safety down late. They showed the, the Raiders try to show a balanced formation and a, and a, the, the safety came down late. So there were a few runs that were nullified. When that happens, it's it, up to the receiver, the closest receiver, whether it be the X, Z, or even the slot if you're in a, a trips formation, a spread formation, to go dig that safety out. They have to ignore their corner and they have to get a block on their safety. They Devontae Adams did a good job of that on the second touchdown to close the game by Josh Jacobs. He was running in between, and Devontae got a hand on the safety inside. A little bit of a block in the back, but it wasn't called, and Josh Jacobs did the rest. So there are ways to to, to sort of uh, coach around it. There are ways that I think this team is getting more and more familiar with. Um but you, you also have to you have to take in consideration that it's going to be up to up to Josh Jacobs and this offensive coaching staff to 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 get a little bit more creative and open up things. I thought we saw glimpses of that. Uh, Mac Hollins has had a big game, both for special teams and receiving, uh, has had a big season so far and is coming out of sort of being more and more noticed with the absence of Hunter Renfro. So there's no there's no shortage of weapons for Derek Carr. What ends up happening is that Derek has to be extremely effective with his accuracy and judgment uh, in decision-making. And more importantly, when it comes to individual players, you have to execute. Now let's turn the page to the defensive side. What we're seeing right now is we're seeing an incredible energy unanimously out of the defense. And when I'm, when I'm saying unanimously, I'm meaning all whole because the fact is it was great to have Denzel Perryman back, but he left the game with a concussion. We'll hope that he's Okay. I like the way he flies around, and in his absence, I think Devon Diablo has done a decent job at the linebacker. I still think he's he's not a middle linebacker to me. He's either Sam or Will. But there are times where you just have to you know put him in and make it happen. So, in in replacement of the injuries and dealing with the injuries, I think Patrick Graham has done a, a solid job, and not only making adjustments as the game goes on, but more importantly, using the players that he have effectively at his disposal effectively. And I think that's a good sign paying forward because as we get ready for the Kansas City game, which I'm going to speak to in a moment, this is going to be an an incredibly a a big deal. But in whole, I like the run defense. I like the support that they're getting with the, the they're really bottling up the front. You're allowing Max Crosby to be creative, whether he wants to slant inside or out. He's shooting gaps. I think you know Chandler Jones, number 55. I had said that I wasn't going to call his name till he made plays, made some plays against Denver on Sunday, and uh, I, I think he's coming out or coming into his own within this defense. It's good to see. You need to have your stars shine. More importantly, I'm impressed with the interior defensive line. I'm impressed with the defensive tackles, the Kendall Vickers, Bilal Nichols, the Jonathan Hankins, their rotation. And if I forget, forget to say your name, it's not on purpose. It's just I'm impressed with the group as a whole. The defensive tackles were one of the biggest question marks coming into the season that I was, I was worried about, and they've shown up effectively. They're holding their presence in the center part. They can still be better. Of course, everybody can be better, but they're holding up their presence in the center of the offensive line, allowing the linebackers Linebackers, whomever are in there, free flow to probably make the tackle or get in the holes. I like that. On the secondary, there's been a number of interchangeable parts. Obviously, you want to keep everybody healthy. Nate Hobbs continues to impress me. His growth, his maturity as a professional, even from last year, from rookie where he is right now. Um, it'd, be, it'd be good to see if we can get Sin back for this game. I don't know if he's going to be available, but it is what it is against the Chiefs Monday night. But more importantly, the rotation, Jonathan Abram is playing well. They found a place for him, and he's made big plays. Even when I told, talked about his, um, he can be a, a little bit of a liability in coverage, he has gotten better with his coverage skills. I appreciate that, and I commend him for that. Safeties are a little bit of a question because you still have guys who are, who are allowing uh, plays and people to get behind them. But Trayvon Merrick did in a, in a, came in and, and spelled a couple of plays. Well, good to see him back. He was covering a lot of times. He was covering the, the tight ends of the Denver. I don't know if that's going to be his role in sort of a bracket situation this time around. It was Travis Kelsey coming up in the Monday night game against uh, Kansas City, but it'll be interesting to see. Keep in mind, a little side note, Raider Nation. One of the reasons why the Raiders went out and hired Patrick Graham, took him from the New York Giants, is because last year, Patrick Graham in the New York Giants was really the only defense that slowed the Kansas City's offense down. His style of defense slowed the Kansas. The two deep safeties, the three deep safeties take a lot of things away. And, and in one of these days, we'll try to get into further detail what I mean about the, the difference in the safeties and how that presents a problem. But for right now, that's one of the reasons why they went out to get Patrick Graham as a defensive coordinator. coordinator. So that's where we are w- with that one. With that being said, uh, you know, to, again, I think the defense has played very strongly. Uh, and and it's, it's, if we can continue the manner of which the level they're playing, they're going to keep this team in a lot of games. Not going to say the defense is win. We're not talking about the eighty-five Bears where they're locking people out, but I am talking about a defense that's capable of getting a stop, maybe even in this case getting a turnover. I mean, how big was that turnover by Robertson uh, on Sunday? Uh, to to sort of, I don't think the Raiders win if they don't have that that scoop and score. Um, but anyways, you know, to play lights out like that and give them a chance and possibly change the field. Got to have a little bit more consistency out of the special teams, but it is what it is. Uh, for right now because you've got a lot of starters who are playing special teams so sometimes that's going to happen all in all let's look ahead to Kansas City what needs to happen well a lot of people seem to think that if you run the ball effectively and control the clock you can keep that offense off the side of the field is an advantage it is to a degree it's not the end all advantage I will say mainly because We've also seen in the past that Andy Reid and the Kansas, Kansas City Chiefs have also played keep away in time of possession against the Raiders. Uh, most notably, a couple years back when they came into uh, they, they came into Las Vegas after the Raiders had beat them, using that sort of scenario where we're going to run the ball and keep the ball away. Well, Andy Reid Reve- Andy reversed it. He kept the ball away from the Raiders' offense. He threw short passes. Instead of taking long strikes and trying to stretch the field, he threw short passes, small runs, and just was dinking and dinking on his way down the field. Ultimately, the key to beating the the Chiefs is scoring touchdowns. You're not going to beat the Golden State Warriors who shoot threes so profoundly with twos, layups, dunks, and stuff like that. You're not going to beat them. You're not going to be able to keep pace. Same thing goes with the Kansas City Chiefs. You want to beat the Kansas City Chiefs? No matter what the scenario situation is, you got to score touchdowns. And so with that being said, you, with the red zone effective, effectiveness comes more into play than ever. The Raiders don't have a problem, in my opinion, from moving the ball from the 20 to 20. It's when you get inside the 20, they're, they lack creativity sometimes, and they lack overall effectiveness and execution. They've got to get better there. I know it's a conscious effort, but you got to no, not only pick on the, 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 the mismatches if you can find them, but more importantly, you got to find ways to create them if you don't. And the creativity that we've seen over the years when the Chiefs—that's what makes them a difference maker. You think about that. There's one play that stands out to me. It's that little, you know, rollout to the one side or the other, and they dump the ball like a quick, uh, a quick screen underneath with blockers run blocking. And now you see how many teams have tried to, to try to copy that. It's a copycat league, okay? You just run under and you just push the ball forward. And if it goes incomplete, it's a pass. But if not, you know, it's a a reception for a touchdown because most teams aren't, aren't thinking about it, thinking about the rollout that you're going to roll to the flat and force the issue on one side of the field or the other. So with that being said, that's... That's what you talk about creativity. That's what you talk about effectively uh, making things happen. You can't focus on number 87, Travis Kelsey. You can't focus on any other, playma- other playmakers. And if you watch this last game the Chiefs had against the Bucks on Sunday Night TV, you saw one instance where, where Patrick Mahomes was just scrambling around, running around, avoiding people, and he just dumped the ball off to Clyde Zolaire in the back of the end zone. Well, there's really nothing you can do about that. That's just them making a play. But the thing is, is that it forces, it puts the pressure on the opposing team to have to score touchdowns. You're not going to beat them scoring field goals. So with that being said, I think in order to truly be effective against the Chiefs, got to score touchdowns. It's a tall task. With that being said, hey, look, I appreciate your time, Raider Nation. I'll talk to you next week. This is Lincoln Kennedy, and this is another episode of The Morning Grind. (laughs) Thank you for listening to another episode of The Morning Grind on the Raiders Podcast Network.